Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. From the makeshift studios in Mullica Hill, New Jersey, it's talking ish with your commish. Joined here in studio by my man Dave. What up, Dave? Hello. Hola. Konnichiwa, jerk. And uh, yeah, konnichiwa, jerk. We also got Hugo in studio. Huggy Bear. Hugo Boss. He's being a boss right now. Look He's at all them toys. Hugo's, Hugo's boss. Dude. Uh, so our puppies. Puppy. We were doing a little puppy integration today uh, in the Simone household, right? We were just uh, letting the puppies kind of feel each other out. And uh, my dogs are kind of dicks, right, Dave? Like, they're a little bit aggressive. Yeah. They're not the friendliest at first. Yeah, they are a little bit like gang mentality. Like, who's that? Who's that? Who's this? Who's lot, this motherfucker? A lot of dogs are, though. They're yeah. territorial. Yeah, you know. Especially Dutch, who's like just a kind of like a uh, retard, to be honest. Like, he's not a very, like, uh, reliable creature. And then Reggie's just unpredictable. But this little motherfucker, this little fluffball, he's just running around the studio right now. He's literally got his head in the basket. Look at this. This is ridiculous. I wish you guys. I wish we had video feed. This is why we need the video component of the podcast. But little Hugo Boss has his whole head in the basket of toys, just searching for the next and thing. Front paws in there. Oh, he almost got caught. The, in there. the fucking basket in and of itself is a toy. But the joy of a puppy is that like they're so curious. They'll fucking play with anything, and that that shit doesn't last forever, you know. And then you gotta enjoy these little moments when you got a little young pup. He's, he's going in the he's trash. He's searching your room, Brett. Yeah, man. I mean, he may find some shit in here. This studio is a little bit sketchy. There's a lot of stuff going on in here. Speaking yeah. of a lot of shit going on, it sounds like you've had like quite an eventful like couple of weeks here, Dave. You've gotten to uh, some some shit, right? Like you're doing your derb, and your derb is very interesting from what you've said in the group chat. You know, it really is. You yeah. talk to a lot of strange folk. I do. I go to their houses. So, like, basically, like the job is that you sell life insurance. To folks that don't have it. No, I always start with Medicare. Or Medicare. Medicare gets you in the door. Yeah. I, want, yeah. I meant to say health insurance. I don't know why I said life insurance. Yeah. Had, Once you have Medicare and they trust you, you know, that's when you build a relationship. Right. Like any sales job. Yeah. So, like, but you, Medicare is, the, is, you know, the intro. You find these, like, blue-collar folk in these towns. Not just blue-collar. It's a bunch of folk. Just blue-collar are a little easier. Yeah. Because they... Not easier, they, but... I mean, in most cases, like, white-collar folks they're less, have insurance. They're less huh, Yeah. Know? Well, I mean, and like white people, white collar, well, white people, well, yeah, white people and white collar people have insurance through their employer. So like you're, you're looking for people that are like independent, that don't have like an employer to provide them health care. No, the employer, I mean, sometimes a lot of employers charge a lot Yeah, for shittier plans. Those and are smart people. From, that, from what Medicare offers. It's, that fucking figure that out. It makes sense. Well, either way, sometimes it makes sense to do either. Okay. It's not necessarily one's better than the other. It's just so you're like finding people out there though, and you're you're basically like it's a hunt, you're, you're hunting and gathering. Them, you're talking to them face to face, selling this shit, and like you've met some interesting folk along the way. Yeah, gone to some interesting houses and seen America at its finest. So what's like a crazy? It's, it's thing just America. Well, I mean, what's like a crazy thing you? I seen? mean, people with shit all over the place in their house yeah. like on their porch even i couldn't even sit down like wow. there's too much junk like hoarders in like in like pillville yeah which <laughs> well, is millville yeah. there's a lot of weird people down like south south jersey yeah yeah it's a lot of strange folk but then like this one guy just had like books 
everywhere. Yeah. Like literally like where you could sit. Like, like want me to move this stack of books so I can sit down? Like that kind of thing. It's like, there's just like, I don't know. That's, weird little things that you don't really ever strange. think about and you go into books someone's about house. what though? You're just seeing how they live and it's, and you ask about their income situation and yeah. stuff. It's like their personal stuff. It's like, yeah. And they're like, why are you asking yeah. me about this? Well, I mean, because it's all part of Medicare and I know, but like anytime you ask people like personal financial social security and you kind of get a little guarded, you know, it's it's tough conversation. Yeah, And then like, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. see a lot of crazy shit. And we had a good in Cherry Hill and I'm very thankful, thankful for that. Yeah. That gives you perspective. It does. Yeah. I'm like extremely grateful. Having health insurance is something I'm very grateful for. Yeah. Like pretty fucked up situation in this country. Yeah, it is. Like a lot, a lot of like, if you're not like employed, you basically like have to get yourself your own insurance. Oh, like Obamacare, which is now just healthcare.gov. Yeah. They renamed it, but it's still like a thousand to two thousand a month. Yeah, or, it's not cheap. It's and not like cheap for the ho- for like the working class person, that's like a lot of money to shell out. Like it's a lot to shell out for me, and I, you know, I'm I like make like a, you know like a decent salary, but like it's still a shit ton of money. And think about when you don't use it because you're healthy. I know. It should just be like, see, this is how, you want to hear like my like fucking idea for healthcare. It's the most. And I don't want to go on a political rant, but like I feel like healthcare is very. It's like pretty simple to figure out. Free market drives prices down, right? Competition. That's what it's all about. So you should be able to buy like some kind of health insurance from any place in this country so you can get the most competitive rate that you want like any other kind of service so if you drive com- competition people will be like forced to have lower prices the other thing we need to do is like let's get rid of this ridiculous like uh healthcare expenses and bring them down to reality not these overcharged like insurance like premium type bullshit like, if you go to a hospital right now, I'm sure you've been to a hospital in the last, like, like 15 years, right? Yep, I've been. So, like, you get a bill from the hospital. and One million dollars. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, $700 for ibuprofen. And you know yeah. ibuprofen doesn't cost that. So why don't we just have, like, fair prices for what the thing actually costs, like, because it's a big web, dude. There's I so know, many but like, here's industries the thing. connected. I know, but like, we need to break all that shit down in my They're opinion. never going to break it down. They run I know, the country, but, dude. Like, Insurance companies, thing. drug companies, imagine, doctors, hospitals. Imagine you were honest and upfront about the prices of what things cost. And you could go in. It's like literally like you see what everything costs. And you can pick and choose like the coverages you want. And then from there... You can like you probably would consume healthcare more because you would know what it would cost. It's like when you shop on Amazon, you know what you're paying. You wouldn't keep buying shit if you didn't know what it costs. And that's what healthcare is. It's like this imaginary cost. So are you saying you would like Medicare for all? No. Because like because that's for the secondary, the twenty no, percent that Medicare does not cover. I feel like you can shop around and get different plans. I feel like insurance is just bullshit. Why can't the healthcare industry just let like be like, hey, we we are charging a fair price for fair service, and like, here's what it costs. If you can't pay it, then fucking like, we don't cover you. That's what Medicare is. I'm saying Medicare for all. Okay, I, I guess I agree with that then. Yeah, but I don't. But why is the but that? But I'll, that, I'll draw out. Is it Medicare for all? Say that we have like the, it's like the government funded. 
I don't want to fund that shit through the government. I'm not saying that. I'm yeah, just but, yeah, but the government takes care of eighty percent, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's twenty percent that is left to the private secondary insurance carriers. Yeah, so I'm saying like, expand the private yeah. secondary insurance yeah, carriers. Okay, so you want to maybe make it like fifty fifty? No, I want to make it like a hundred percent private. Hundred percent private. Yeah, okay. I want people to like reap it's, it's the still benefits. Tied of with it. social security though, and that's the whole thing. <sighs> people have been paying into that their whole lives. That sounds since they've been working. Yeah, but when I'm fucking. Of the age to collect Social Security, I guarantee it won't be there for me. You know. You think it's just not going to be there? It's not going to be there. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to get I, like I, they're going to be like, oh, we got we got to use that to fight like ISIS or something. I don't e- know. Even now, people are just like, I'm taking it early. I'm like, you're aware of the penalties, right? They're like, yep. Like I have no choice. You know. It's... All right. Well, I'm done ranting about my. Po- yeah, maybe politics. we shouldn't put this in the the football one. <laughs> well, I mean, we're only like eight minutes in, so oh, that's not bad. I think you told me you had like a fucking crazy story though of one of your adventures yeah. out there on the road. So why don't you tell the people about that? We'll uh, get back on track to like right. what we're at, what we're here. I for. just wrote down three things just to, like to bring into Brent's podcast into tonight. my cauldron. Yeah, in your cauldron. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first story is we go to Frankie Bradley's. Um, Frankie, wait, 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 wait. It's in Philly. Frankie Bradley's. Yeah. What is that? It's like a, it's a bar slash. Fucking, like, it sounds like a fucking gay Netflix show. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie Bradley. So it's like this, you know, you walk in, you pay five bucks. There's this bar downstairs where you can like mingle and socialize. Then you can go upstairs and it's like this like kind of club environment where there's a DJ booth and then, you know, there's a big dance floor and another bar up there. Mm. So I don't know. It's, we go there. So it's like two different vibes. Pretty much. Yeah. For five bucks. I mean. It's not bad at all. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's in the heart of the neighborhood. Uh, gay people do frequent there. Yeah. Straight people frequent there as well. Yeah. So you may you meet all kinds of people in this joint. Mm-hmm. So there's a booth like where all my friends are like you know we're all standing next to this booth right and there's three girls there so the seat that was closest to my friends was open and I was like oh okay do you girls mind if I sit here mm-hmm. like no yes yeah, it come come join us and I was like all yeah. right so. I sit down with them, right? Before I even get to say a word to these three girls, this butch dyke from the booth behind us, big fat arm comes over this fucking booth, like right next to my head. Yeah. And I'm just, and she's like, whoa, Chad. They, <laughs> she they called you yeah, Chad. She called me Chad. <laughs> I'm like, it just like fucking bothered me. But I was like, Chad. So we start like, arguing and stuff right uh-uh. like about like petty shit and, and she's saying like i played the part of chad and i was just like all right well, i pretty much told her she played the part of a dyke and oh i shouldn't have said that God. but like dude you can't say that in a gay bar it wasn't a gay bar well i mean it's in the gayborhood you it's can't not say, a gay bar though yeah but you can't call a dyke a dyke dude she called me a chad she she explained why and then i i didn't say the word dyke at all okay don't get me wrong oh i thought you yeah, said no, the no, word no. dyke i okay. pretty much said okay. Like you're playing the role of a dyke, but what did you say? What was your exact words? Because it matters, dude. It does because I mean, the PC liberal bullshit culture will just hang on to fucking like I was you like, calling she her. She said a I dyke. played the role of Chad, so I was like, oh, so what? You're playing the role too, and that was just insinuating that because she's a dyke, she knew it right right away. But did she get offended by it? Yes, I mean she was like, you never say that to a queer, and I'm like, say what? I was just like, you asked me if I was playing to the role. So I asked you if you were playing the role. Oh, dude. And I, and like I was just, and she's like, none of these girls. Dude, you got crucified. She's then. like, she's like, none of these girls want to sleep with you. And then the one girl's like, they're all, she's like, they're all gay. And then 
the one girl's like, well, maybe I do want to sleep with him. And then they started going at it. Wow. <laughs> it was like, and the girl's like, I'm gay. And then the other one's like, I'm bisexual. I'm bisexual. And I was just like, whoa, I couldn't even tell. Like, what the fuck? They looked dude? like normal, like, I cute girls. So Dave, like, this is the thing I can't <laughs> comprehend. Dude, dude, being single is I tough. I know. It sounds, it's honestly, it sounds nightmarish. I'm in the den, too, because I'm by myself with three chicks, and then the fourth butch one comes in. So I'm, like, yeah. really in the den. I'm the only male there. Dave, like, I don't even know what to make of that situation because <laughs> yeah. it's just so ridiculous. Like, it's hard enough that you have to, like, compete with, like, a girl with, like, her friends around. But then, like, some fucking random, like, honestly, I've, it's like an episode of South Park. Like, some fucking dyke, like, PC principal bitch walks in and is like, yeah, you, you know, fucking, why you can't, you can't be in the club hitting on girls because you're a chad. Like, fuck, what the fuck is that? How are you supposed to even deal with that? Yeah. I don't know. It sounds but ridiculous. I really dude. didn't say anything wrong. I just, I mean, you, what I, I was but, insinuating. Right, but, dude, you can't, like, here's the thing. You can't play into their hand. Like, she's waiting for you. She's, she's probing you so that you'll call her a dyke or call her some variation of a thing that she can interpret as you basically insinuating yeah. that you're calling her a dyke. They want to bait you into that shit. People like you that. know what I say? Game on. Yeah. But, like, because <laughs> they get offended and they ask for it. At the end of the day, as long as you don't, like, get in trouble for it, I, didn't I have say no, anything wrong. Yeah, technically, you can't twist my I mean, words any which way. I agree. Your stance is is valid. Your stance is valid. It's just it's like people need to like relax. People need to relax with this like, oh my god, words are so offensive. They just, just draw this target it. and then like they dish it, but they can't take it. Kind yeah, of thing. exactly. Like you can just like yeah, like you can be like uh like an asshole and just like yell and scream about stuff and like yeah. inter- inject yourself into like situations that have nothing to do with you. But then you hide behind like your own like fucking insecurity. Yeah, that's bullshit. And she started the whole situation, might I add, because she's the one that like yeah, leaned she her came, arm over she and she didn't you. even know those girls. Like it was just that's fucking weird. It was none of her business. I was talking to them. I don't know. It was kind of weird, but it was fun to get into a little altercation. Fucking dyke, dude. Verbally. <laughs> and then the girls, the girls took over. They started going at it, and then they were like. And All then right. Dave got okay, laid. Okay, leave us alone. Leave us alone. I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, so, uh, come here often? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. Being single sounds like a nightmare. Uh, maybe it's just me. I don't That's know. That's why I'm glad I'm married. I'm happily married. I I, I, am, I try to just like make Jan happy so she doesn't leave. That's like my nightmare, <laughs> you know. Like I'm like a helpless child in my in my relationship. Like I I need Jan. I need You're Jan. You're like P Man. Yeah. Look at him. I'm like P Man. P Man just fucking roaming around the studio. Like a run around. Rome. Hugo's boss. That does me. I am Hugo's boss. <laughs> All right. Let's get into fantasy football. You really want to get into football? No, not yet. Actually, I have a couple more things. Yeah. Was that can long? I, can I just really quick give a shout out to Zach Moron? Real quick, shout sure. out shout out to Zach Moron for helping me with the chicken coop this weekend. He helped me take on a project. Nice. And like, I felt bad because I'm like, oh, Zach was like, oh, I want to come over, bring the dogs, and he helped me out with like uh, the chicken coop because I'm like, hey, can you help me with the project? And we had no idea that this project was gonna be so involved, dude. We were like, basically, we had to put two posts into the ground around like the closer end of the shed, and then put a beam in between the two posts. So we started digging, and there was just I, – I remember I, on my one podcast, I talked about my building the chicken coop and how I put 
barbed wire under the ground. Right. So like I dug these two foot. (coughs) (coughs) Bless you. (coughs) Fucking bless you. I dug these like two to three feet trenches and I buried. (coughs) God damn it. I buried this barbed wire fence thing underneath. And Zach and I were trying to put the posts in and we just kept running into that shit. So we had to like cut through it. Then we eventually got it in, got the thing up, put the new roof on. Chicken coop's never been better, dude. Nice. Good job, but, Zach. So shout out to the Maron. Good work. Good friend right there. Uh, Hugo, what do you think of these topics that we're talking about on the podcast? <laughs> He's so damn adorable, dude. He's a really cute puppy. Bubba, what do you think about what's going on here? I agree. I agree. So, Dave, what was your other story? Uh. Oh, the millennial confirmation. Oh, what does that mean? That sounds like a fucking spaceship. It's just like in general, I just noticed like how many times do you have to uh, confirm with people the, uh... on plans. Yeah, you can do. you just put in a calendar and then like one confirmation, maybe a week before is enough. So it sounds like there's something that uh makes you think this way a series of events is there anything specifically that makes you uh yeah yeah it's my that? friends well it's my friend's bachelor party this weekend which i planned because i'm the best man yeah so we're going to the poconos uh-huh. and like i've confirmed with everybody like even like two three weeks ago i've confirmed over the last like eight months pretty much just like the plans how they escalated and just like it seemed like i needed to like keep yeah you got even, a micro even this, yeah even this week like i just like keep sending little updates and stuff i'm just like can't you just plan something and like that's micromanaging dude because i guess it's some required. people's schedules they don't know until they get it gets closer i guess i think people that, just that, like that affects things i think what like i'm guilty of this too but i think it's just like sometimes people are like they're so busy in their own life that they don't pay attention to shit like that yeah and, and then, they like they, they they don't commit i'm like very non-committal a lot of yeah. the time like, half the people didn't even answer on the group chat i'm yeah. just like all right well this is what's happening is that a millennial thing, though? Is that people? I, I just keep, like, reminding, like, every week, like, you have to, I don't know. I just feel like that's not, that's just one example. There's other things in your life, like, where people are just flaky unless you really, like, follow up with them. I guess it's because I'm in sales, but. Yeah. I just think people in general can be flaky. I try not to be, but, like, sometimes I have like, to Like, oh, be. I can't go, because then you make up an excuse. Yeah. It's just, like, sometimes life gets in the way. You got other priorities. Hey, why don't you just tell the shit? truth? Just be like, honestly, I, I just don't really feel like going. <laughs> That's just a thing humans do. It's like a protection thing. It's crazy. We we react weird to things, you know? Yeah. Brent, how much can you rely on other people to complete simple tasks at work? Oh, not at all, dude. Not at all. Like, I have, like, a, uh, my whole thing at work right now is that I've built this process and no one follows it. And it's so frustrating because the reason that no one follows it is because... I'm I have like a team of five, right? There's another team of five and we have to work together as two teams of five on a project. I'm the only person left on my team right now. Everybody's either out on like leave for like their kid. My one like coworker had brain surgery. What? Yeah, like it's like literally me and like two other people and I'm carrying the fucking heavy load and like, you know, Stressful. I can't I can't rely on people like people are like, hey, do you want to like, can I do you need me to do anything? I'm like, 
I mean, yeah, I could use you to do something, but I know you won't do it right, so I have to do it. So I'm going to cover the load of two other people, and you're just going to not fucking help me at all. So just fucking stay out of my way. That's kind of like, to answer your question, my perspective on uh, that. You can't rely on other people. If you want a job right, do it yourself. That's why... What you're doing makes a lot of sense because, like, you don't have to work with anybody. You don't have to, like, answer to anybody. You're your own boss. You're yeah. your co-worker. Everything has its pros and cons. You know, you're, you're the fucking, like, VP of finance. You're all of it, you know? It's what, what you put in is what you get out of it. That's all it is. I got to finish my middle or light real quick. Dave. Let's get into football. Okay. How long was that? Was that, like, uh... Take twenty minutes. No, that's not terrible. It's not terrible. You got all the sounders and shit. I got a yeah. I got all that. I would. I do want to talk about the Eagles real quick. Let's fucking get back to reality, huh? Can we talk about the Eagles? Yeah. Minnesota game, dude. Not uh. Like you didn't know that was gonna be a loss. Come on. Yeah, I mean you kind of did. That's a classic Eagles loss right there. Yeah, I mean it's a tough spot though. You go on the road, a team that wants vengeance. It's Kirk, like when Kirk you go Cousins, to Detroit and shit. Like yeah, and Kirk Cousins just owns us, dude. He does. He just like he has our number. He's he kills us. We beat them when it counted, you know. <laughs> yeah, but like, <clears throat> and we won the Super Bowl in their building, so we did. They just hate us, and they're probably like, pay, you know, that's like their Super Bowl. That's yeah. their fucking Super Bowl. And I like. I feel like you like every game. Carson Wentz doesn't play like particularly well. He doesn't like drive them to a victory. But we never complain about it because like he's always doing. I think like what you expect him to do, and the other people around him are just so bad that you're just kind of like, it's not Carson. The defense was fucking terrible. Sidney Jones, dude, needs to get off this fucking team. Sidney Jones is the worst Eagles cornerback, probably in the last twenty five years. I'm going that far. Namdi Asamoa. All these other motherfuckers, dude. Even worse than Byron Maxwell. (laughs) Byron Maxwell. He's worse than all of them. Yes, he is. Dude, he's fucking terrible. God damn it. God damn it, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Honestly, that's what I think of all our corners. That's what they all. Yeah. Thank God, Jalen. I'm really pissed we didn't get Jalen Ramsey. (laughs) Thank God, Jalen Mills is coming back, though. What? Maybe that's why Howie's like, I'm not going to pull the trigger. Jalen Mills is coming back. He's Jalen Ramsey because Howie Roseman doesn't know shit. You don't want to know why? Because he's a pussy. He's a fucking pussy, dude. You want to make the team better, go out and make the move. I feel like he's just like risk adverse. He's like, I want a Super Bowl. I don't want to like sell out the farm, sell out all of our draft picks uh, to get fucking cornerback. But go all in. Why not? What the fuck? Now you got to go up against Dallas. They're struggling. They're on a three-game skid. They started off the season strong, and now they look like dog shit. Amari Cooper's hurt. I just want to add the bright. You can go and win this fucking game. The bright side is you still have two number ones in a fourth round. <laughs> yeah, you do. But maybe you can hit on something with a if you could draft a corner or I don't know. Oh man, we haven't been able to draft a corner. We haven't been able to draft a receiver. We haven't been able That's to draft really a running back. Just... Honestly, the only draft pick that we've hit on so far, I think in the last few years, is fucking Carson Wentz. You just need one bona fide stud on the outside. And the other corner doesn't really matter. You can cycle in Jalen Mills yeah, and all that. Yeah, like exactly. that would have been perfect. 
You just yeah, you need to get like in every down like shut down corner. Someone to guard Julio and like you know just all the, all the number like, ones out I there. I want like I want like Richard Sherman type of guy that just like talks so much shut shit down too. Court. He was Jalen uh, Ramsey was like a Philly guy. Yeah, dude, that's a shame. It really is a shame that like we didn't get him. I I really wanted him. Like I don't know. But honestly, like I think he's he landed in a good spot for himself. For all we know, he might be cooked. He's like a back injury, or is that just bullshit? I don't know. I think that's bullshit. Yeah, he's, they said he's gonna pass his physical. So that was the kid. Isn't it crazy how like you know Nick Foles goes to Jacksonville, throws a touchdown pass, gets hurt, and may not may ne- may never get his job back. May have to go somewhere else. Yeah, like Minchu Mania. Yeah, dude, Minchu Gardner Goat. I hate all those fucking ESPN like stupid things with like uh, the Napoleon Dynamite guy, Uncle Rico. You ever see that? Yeah, like the throw it over the mountains t-shirts. Yeah, it's fucking stupid, dude. Like, come on. Like, he's cool. Don't fucking make him corny, though. Like, that's fucking stupid. Anyway, Dave, you want to get into the matchups? Let's get into the matchups. All right, man. Uh, oh, oh. Bobby Power! Who go? Who go? Who go? Who All right, Dave. We got a lot of matchups to get to. You ready? You got your Miller Light. The first matchup was the Commish versus BJ. Um, Commish is hurting from all the injuries, man. Saquon Cooks all out. Despite BJ sitting a uh, inact or starting an inactive player, uh, he still rolled. Whooped the Commish's ass. 130.6 points. Believe it or not. It was the quarterback position that got it done for Uncle BJ. Kyler Murray off the waiver wire. 38.2 points for the BJ. Mr. B- Mr. BJ. BJ over the commission. 130.6 to 95 points. Miserable performance for the commission. BJ moves to 3-3. Three and three, Commission to 3-3 three and three as well. But the commission holds second place in the Gentile division. Uh, because he's got the most points for in the division. So uh, BJ at three and three sits just beneath the commish. Uh, actually, that's not true. He sits after after everybody. He's the last place in the Gentile division. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's Same just thing. how it works. That's it's, it's points for a lot of people three and three. Yeah, our division is good. The music's distracting to me tonight. I'm just saying I'm not gonna roll with the music. Is that all right? Maybe it's because I'm sitting here. Yeah, I mean. Typically, I'm like, oh, the music is You're like by yourself in this yeah. basement. I feel like we should be talking about the matchups. So fuck the music. Um, right, well, keep it on like low. I mean, yeah. No, I don't want it at all. All right, cool. Let's go. So Joe versus Jake is our next matchup. Joe, uh, second time now in three weeks that he's put up like a 60-something point performance. Mari Cooper went down early in the matchup, uh, which definitely hurt Joe. But the rest of his squad was kind of cheeks. Jake kind of bouncing back. Major injury to the tight end position uh, with Disley. Uh, what the fuck was that? Did you see that play? It didn't look like much. You yeah, know? it didn't. But and then you're like, oh, he ruptured. He like basically ruptured his Achilles or something, right? Right. That's a fucked up injury. But despite that, Jake, 29 points from the New England defense. That's like the second time this year he's rode the New England defense to victory. Seriously, they're, and, that was a good draft pick. Yeah, fucking <laughs> solid draft pick. Jake overcomes Jove, uh one thirty. I think that says 133.3 to 67.05. Close jo- one. Joe now is slipping, dude. 
Joe was sitting on top of the Gentile division, was sitting on top of the league at one point. Yeah, but I'm playing him this week, and he's going to put up a 160 burger. <laughs> you might, yeah, you might see it. But Joe now at four and two, he's starting to slip. Jake now moves to three and three, sitting in third in the Gentile division behind the Kamish. And uh, it's wide open there in the Gentile division. Joe sitting on top at four and two. He's kind of uh, the least points for I think in the in the entire division, maybe after BJ. And then all of you guys are sitting there with me at three and three. It's anybody's race. It's all about wins now at this point. You got to win your fucking matchups. It's always about wins, Brent. It's about wins, man. Next matchup, we had Mike versus Zifo. Uh, I gave bad advice to Mike, dude, and I feel bad. He's like, should I start Damian Williams? Should I start Stefan Diggs? And I'm like, yeah, you should probably start Damian Williams. Well, oh, you were. Why didn't you post your picture on the other side of what I was posting? Oh, dude, I I kept on. saying it. I'm like, dude, I gave you bad advice. I you feel terrible. Forty two points for Stephon Diggs against the Eagles, just sitting on Mike's bench. To make it worse, though, Dave, he started uh, Jimmy Graham, who had like eight points in lieu of Hunter Henry, who had twenty six. A lot of points sitting on Mike's bench. Z- yeah. Yeah, not good. And Zifo and Dookie Johnson. Zifo, another classic Zifo win where like his opponent just puts up dog shit numbers and he gets a win. You know those Zifo wins. He's pretty good though. Yeah, right. he's pretty good, but he wasn't. It wasn't his best week. Puts up one hundred twenty point zero five points. One twenty to one thirty should get it done more times than not. Yeah, when you're playing a team like Mike, I think it gets it done. <laughs> Mike only putting up ninety six points. Mike now sits at one and five with a slight point advantage, keeping him safe for now out of paintball contention. While Zifo continues to roll five and one, first place in the Jew division, first place in the entire fucking league. Most points for, most wins. Zifo slipping away from the pack, Dave. What do you think? Is Zifo the team to beat? He always is, it seems like. But he's only got the one championship, you know? The commission has two rings. Well, you're asking me. I know. I don't know. Is he the team to beat? Is he really the team right to beat? Right now he is. We'll see. It's anybody's race still, though, I think. No one's separated themselves well, from the pack yet. Mike and Steiner are in a group of their own. I mean, our division is pretty good, though. You know who I like. Overall. We'll talk about it later. We're not going to get there yet. Our next matchup, we had uh, Steino versus Dave. Uh, Steino's, dude. His squad, man. Yikes. Not a good squad. Not very good at all. And I got to give you a lot of credit. The thing I wrote down here for you is that Lamar Jackson. Whew, what a pick, dude. 11th round. That guy is paying dividends for you. That is basically like the lifeblood of your entire team. He is. And you, on any given week, he could be a top five quarterback uh, in fantasy. He puts up like 25 plus a week. It's the dual threat. Yeah. It's the Mike Vick factor. And um, I think you're going to continue to pay dividends with that. I Pretty much uh, Lamar Jackson lifts you up over Steino, 110.2 to 101.6. You're now at three and three, fourth in the Gentile division, and uh, the first team on the bubble to the playoffs. Yeah, because so Jake, has, right Jake has more points. So Stein, uh, now at one and five, he's in last place by only one point seven five points. So only one point seven five points separate the two one and five teams, Stein and Mike, but Stein right now at risk of getting paintball dud. Not good. Is it Stein or is it London? Because London only has two more points. <laughs> Dude, point, 1.75 points separate the two. Stein is right now in last place. 
I know. I'm just saying, though. They're pretty much right together. Pretty much right there. Six, 636 but to 634. We'll hear from both of them and see where they think about what they think about their teams and where they think they may uh, you know, sit in those standings. Anything, and, uh, anything can happen. In our game of the week, Dave, we got Zach Moron taking on Mark Spack. Mark's on fucking fire, dude. F- on fire. Three straight wins. Um, Zach Moron put up a fight, though. And honestly, if you look at the scores, Zach would have beat any other team except for Mark. So Mark, he caught Zach on a bad, or Zach caught Mark on a bad week. You know, Mark just fucking killed it. Um, Mark gets the win. 157.5 to 136.95. Um, now the two of them in the Jew division are separated by just 0.35 points. 0.35 points. So uh, the only advantage right now is the fact that Zach has four wins. Mark has three. But the points differential is very, very close. So a tight race right now in the Jew division. Wait, uh, did you see Zach and Zach Fox? <coughs> I don't know <coughs> why I keep sneezing, dude. Bless you. What's up with them? 0.8. Mm. Fox has the margin. <laughs> Fox oh, has the wins, dude. Yeah. It's all about the wins. Um, but I mean, he has more points by point eight. It's crazy. That's a, it's a it's good it's a good co- year so far. Yeah, it's a competitive year. It is. <coughs> what the fuck, fuck you? What the fuck? Get in the zone, Brent. Oh man. But with uh, 157.5 points, Marcus, your MVP and the proud winner oh. of five dollars cash money. Marcus decided to be a big old bitch. And not take on the commission because he knows I'm getting Saquon back. I'm getting Brandon Cooks back. I'm going to dust that fucking ass this week, Jake. I'm going to take that ass down. Uh, and Mark knows it, so he doesn't want to get in the way. I'm a freight train, this motherfucker. Uh, Dave's down there playing with Hugo. And while he is, you know what the key to raising your dog is? Is establishing power. And what are rankings, Dave? Unless you've got <laughs> Here we go. Number 10. At number 10, we've got Stein. Ooh, not looking good, dude. Uh, just uh, under uh, just under two points, 1.75 points. Stein sits behind ML and finds himself looking down the barrel of paint gun, paintball gun for a second time. There's a lot of thoughts on the punishment right now. We'll get to that in the Sounders. Um... Uh, but an interesting uh, development, I think, here this week with both teams now in paintball condition sitting at 1-5, only being separated by a few points. <sighs> it was a burp. Uh, yeah, Steino at 10. Number 9. Number 9, ML. Not a surprise. Uh, only separated by 1.75 points, so they're going to sit next to each other for a little bit here, I think, and we're going to see it's like two horses. They're neck and neck. Who's going to come out on top? Mike thinks he's got the better squad. And right now, the points would say he does. But for now, he's at number nine. Number eight. Number eight. Maybe unfair of the commission to do this because he did get the win this week. But on the whole of the season, we go by the whole totality of the season, not just one week. BJ, three and three. Uh, BJ uh, got the win against the commission this week. But his squad is just uh, starting to climb. That's how we'll describe it. 
and he can make me eat shit for this for this ranking. So BJ at eight. Number seven. Number seven. Dave, you know who number seven is? Me. It's you. Uh, three and three, sitting in a fourth place in the Gentile division. This is where Dave now sits from the playoff picture, the last team out. So Dave is the uh, one that's sitting on the doorstep of the playoffs. Will he get there? Dave, what do you think? For now, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for now you're not in the playoffs, though. Anyway, Dave comes in at number seven. Number six. Coming in at number six, and Dave, this one's probably a big slap in the face because if you look at the standings, it's not what you'd think. Ooh, Ooh number six is Joe. Joe! <laughs> See, Joe's put up two out of three weeks with 60-something points. And while he did get the win last week with a Joe-like performance, these other weeks have really dragged him down. If you look at the points for a column, yeah, he sits on top of the Gentile division, but it's a hollow lead. Any team right now from the Gentile division can hop up in one week and take that place. It's sitting right there for the taking, and Joe is slipping. That's why he sits at number six. Number five. Coming in at number five, Mr. fucking Japan himself. Konnichiwa! Arigato! Arigato! Jake. Jake uh, got the win uh, this week, I believe. Right? Did I say Jake won? Yeah. Let me check my notes. Won. <laughs> Jake won. I'm not doubting myself. But uh, he sits at 3-3 three and three behind the commission right now. And uh, making himself poised again. Slipped a few weeks there. Couple, a little bit of a skid. Back on track. Must be the nitrous. The new nitrous. It's the good stuff. Arigato. Jake at number five. Number four. Number four, despite the loss this week, when you look at that points for a column, Dave, you know who you got to talk about? The Kamish. Kamish, most points for in the Gentile division, sits in second place. Three and three. Got the loss this week, but guess what? Kamish is getting healthy. Saquon's coming back. Brandon Cooks is coming back. We're making trades now. I got a couple trade offers as we were sitting here. So things are looking up for the Kamish, but for now, sits at number four in the power rankings. Number three. Coming in at number three is Mr. Zach Maron, a team that has looked pretty fucking good, dude. He ran into a brick wall this week facing Mark, but he wouldn't beat any other squad. Um, Zach right up there in talks for uh, potential teams that may take this thing. Definitely has got the firepower to do it. Has shown now consistently over the course of a few weeks that he's got a solid enough squad to get shit done. So Zach Maron sits at number three. Number two. Coming in at number two, the hottest motherfucking team in the league. Uh, second week, uh, second time in three weeks, MVP. And uh, his team's on fire right now, Mark. Mark's killing it, putting up all kinds of points, just destroying, taking the league by storm after a rough start where it looked like he may be the one to get paintballed. We were all talking about his team being the one that got paintballed since the beginning of the season, before we even played a game. We were talking about Mark getting paintballed. Now... It's looking like Mark may sneak his way towards the top here. But he's only got one team in his way. Number one. Well, he's got more than one, but the one that's above him in the power rankings right now is the best team in the league with the most points for, with most wins, Zifo. Zifo at 5-1, and one, the only five-win team right now. Um, every year we talk about it, Zifo's just consistent as fuck. 
And him and I are talking about trading right now, which I'm worried I might make his team better. Who knows? But I, I got to do something for myself here. So we'll see if that goes through. Uh, see what other offers are out there. But uh, yeah, we're chatting. We're chatting right now. Chitter chatter. But them's are your power rankings. Good luck to you all this week here in week seven, uh, which puts us pretty much at the halfway point of the season. Uh, if you really think about it, that's beyond the halfway point. So our matchups this week, we've got uh, the Kamish taking on the King of Jetron, Battle of the Gentile Division. Two teams desperate for a win to put themselves on top of that division because I think Joe's going to continue to struggle uh, if the last few weeks are any indication. But can Joe bounce back this week? We will see. He's taking on Dave uh, in a battle for the Gentile Division again. Dave looking for a win. Dave looking to keep moving up. And Joe's just looking to get back on track. Then we got Mark taking on Stein. So looking like uh, Mark may grab another win here unless Stein can start to turn things around, get himself out of paintball contention. Then we've got uh, Mike, who's renamed his team Paintball Wizard because I think he's feeling like he might get paintballed. Mike taking on BJ uh, in a battle uh, of cross-interdivisional type stuff, so Jews versus Gentiles. And in our game of the week, we've got uh, two top teams there in the Jew division, Zach Marone taking on Christian McFarter, Zifo. And uh, right now, the point totals are pointing towards, uh, towards Zach Marone in, uh, to take that matchup. So could we sh see a shakeup here in the Jew division this week with Zifo finally uh, losing that second game and Zach Marone taking the top spot? I think it remains to be seen. But uh, all of the cards are there. It's an exciting week of NFL matchups. Um, got the Eagles traveling out to Dallas. For the night game, our uh, second of three straight road games, which is fucking bullshit, if you ask me. But uh, that's just how it goes. You got to play the schedule that's in front of you and take it one game at a time. And we really need to bounce back from that last game because that was fucking miserable. And I think this weekend may be a little bit better. Hopefully, D-Jax plays. We can stretch the field a little bit. And uh, d defense figures it out. Jalen Mills comes back and maybe uh, contributes a little bit. We'll see. See who's healthy, who starts this week. But Dems, uh, are your matchups? And uh, with that, let's go to the favorite part of the podcast where we hear from you, the listener. We're going to start with Mark. Brent, welcome back. Sorry I didn't call in uh, last last week for the uh, you know the podcast for your return, but welcome back, man. Don't ever uh, you know schedule a vacation during football season again. I don't know if I can go a week without your podcast. It's great. It, it keeps me going, you know. Um, three-game win streak you know i started off 0-3 three-game win streak and those those wins are not low scoring wins either they're very high scoring two out of three mvps almost three out of three um but then your team last week destroyed it so didn't get that one but uh you know your team back shitty squad looking up i'm definitely gonna have to i think i might have to take a name change but the wins did start happening when i changed the name to spack shitty squad so we'll have to We'll take that internally. We'll, we'll see what we, we think we, we think we can do. Um, but yeah, you know, MVP, what up? Yeah, you de definitely wanted to discuss that with your chief of staff there, Zoe. Um, make sure that the name change is a good idea because it's a slippery slope. This name change got you, I think, to where you are. Name changes can make a huge deal for a lot of teams. For me personally, uh, name changes have resulted in championships. So I went on a tear after I changed my name last year. And rode it straight to the championship. So, Mark, I know you changed it already and you're kind of riding that hand, but be cognizant of what the uh, ripple effects of that might be. 
and I appreciate you, uh, you know, giving me the kind words and welcoming back and telling me, uh, yeah, you know, you you missed the podcast, but you know, you were complaining a little bit about how long the last one was. So maybe shut the fuck up and uh, just listen to the podcast. Don't I know they get long and I ran a lot, but uh, don't complain. Or uh, maybe I'll go on vacation again. There will be no podcast. No, I can't. I hated it. I fucking wish I would have brought all my shit there and done a podcast from Italy and pulled in one of these, like, fucking scammer airline people to interview them right there on the spot. It would have been a great segment. Fucking great. Let's go to Jove. Jove checking in. How about that? We got fucking Jove. We got a couple things from Jove. Let's start with the first one. Uh, what's going on, Jove? Brent, my team stinks, dude. 60-something points, two out of the last three weeks. If I don't turn around soon, you should probably put me in the heap division for some fair competition. Oh, shit. Jove calling out the heaps, dude. Oh, man. <coughs> that was a big rip. Yeah, Jove, your squad's not looking too hot right now. As I've said on <coughs> this podcast <coughs> several times uh, so far, <coughs> I think the squad's starting to slip. Um, where we were really high on you before, the, you've fallen now in the power rankings. You've fallen in favor. But that's not to say you can't get it back on track. You just got to figure it out, and I think you might. But uh, if you don't, you know, sucks. Sucks to suck. Let's go to Zfo. Yo, McFarter here. Coming to you from a solid five and one. Just cruising along, sniffing, smelling the playoffs. However, the new division is actually much closer than, um, than I thought it would be. Um, unfortunately, we have the two worst teams in Stein and London. Which I think we should start, to be honest, start thinking about kicking them out. I think we need a little more um, competition for sure. I mean, it's a little embarrassing. However, SPAC's shitty squad is not shitty anymore. After starting a unbelievably shitty 0-3, the dude's 3-3, putting a ridiculous amount of points the last three weeks. And I think out of all the other teams... I'm most scared of SPAC shitty squad. Not afraid of um, Zach Marron. Because to be honest, I'll never be afraid of a guy with a earring. <laughs> but, uh, but for real, I mean, SPAC shitty squad is pretty fucking not shitty anymore. So I got to give um, all credit to, to SPAC. Given us some um, competition here in the Jew division, and um, but to be honest, I mean I'm I'm walking away with it. So um, get better, guys. Get better. I don't know, man. I think you should be a little scared of Zach Marone. He's coming for that ace this week. I feel it. I feel it. I feel like a big performance from Zach. He had a good one last week. If you're looking at the numbers, and you know Zifo, you got the benefit of playing a team that only put up ninety something points this week. You play Zach Barone last week, you're going down. And things are a little bit different. So it's all about the matchups. It's all about who you catch on the right week. So, uh, yeah, he may wear an earring. But he might be Jace. Think about it. Let's go to Mark on some thoughts from the international perspective. So I just want to get some opinions out there. You know, we've been using, a few of us went on some international trips recently. You know, Jake to fucking Asia. Me and Brent went to Italy. Uh, all three of us used bidets, you know, um, the shit that squirts water up your bum, you know, it's nice, but personally, I feel like I'm just a flushable wipe kind of guy still, 
I don't know. I want to know the thoughts of the people on this in the podcast. So please, what are your thoughts? Bidet or flushable white? So, I mean, I think it's hands down, Mark, it's bidet. Um, I experienced a problem over in Europe that I've never experienced before in my life. And it was weird. Um, I I tried to just wipe with toilet paper because I'm like, the bidet's kind of fucking gay. I'm not going to use that. And, like, I would wipe, and it was like an endless wipe. It was never ending. I'm not kidding you. Like, I'm, like, digging up in my asshole. There must just be shit up there. I must have a piece of shit that was just, like, lodged in my ass to the point where I was wiping my ass, and it was just endless. You know how, like, you get to the end of a wipe, and you know it's the end of the wipe because there's no poop on the tissue paper or the toilet paper, whatever? Uh, that never happened, and it felt like it was never ending. So what did I do? I went to the, I went to the bidet. Cleared it right up. Can your flushable wipe do that? I don't think so. Can your flushable wipe clean all up in your butthole and make poop come out? I don't think so. I mean, I didn't shove the thing directly into my ass. It didn't it wasn't like that. It wasn't weird or anything. But you get what I'm saying. The bidet is a miracle thing. And Jake has like a whole next level of bidet being in Asia. Like those motherfuckers in Japan probably have a toilet that like will literally go up and take the shit out of your butt and then like talk to you and like read you a bedtime story. Fucking craziness. Bidet all the way. Let's go back to Joe. Brent's in Italy. Mark just got back from Italy. Jake's in North Korea. Mike's probably in Florida or Rome or something. If America's truly great again, why is everyone so eager to get out? You know, uh, sometimes you got to travel abroad to uh, understand just how good we have it here in this country. And I think going to uh, Europe has given me a, a fresh new perspective on America and what we do better than the rest of the world and what we don't. Um, but I would say a lot of the things we do better far outweigh the things that they do. So overall, still the greatest country in the world. And all these uh, fucking Euro fags can, can suck my dick. See, Brian, what happened here is I got a cuck hangover, dude. I got a hangover of the cuck. Got cucked last year, and I just keep cucking myself. And it's uh, just hungover, dude. I got to fucking break out of it. Need some electrolytes, but uh, <sighs> rough one. It's a rough one. Yeah, man. A lot of points on the bench. And I apologize. I couldn't get your other sounder that you sent through the voice memo thing on here because, like, my new iOS doesn't support your ancient technology. So uh, please record on those other, those, like, MP4 or MP3 files, whatever the fuck that is. It looks different. Sounds better. For some reason, it's more clear. That's the shit I prefer. But anyway, yeah, you are you left a lot of points on the bench, which was a problem for you last year, too. I just think you have bad luck, man. Um, bad luck, dude. You got to, like, get the Maloiki out or something. There's something bad going on over there. You got to, like, you should probably go, like, uh, find Jesus or, or like, Jew Jesus. Who's Jew Jesus? Moses? Who the fuck do you guys go to? But go talk to him. Figure your shit out so you don't have to leave all these points on the bench and you can not get paintballed. That's what it's about. So figure it out, dude. CFO. I will say, though, I got a tight end issue and a Joe Mixon issue. So I'm looking for a tight end, and I'm looking to trade Joe Mixon. Let's uh, sexy up this league and get some trades going, boys. Let me know. Let me know. I will. We'll be in touch. Maybe we can get something done. I like, I like what you're putting down there, and I think I got something to offer. So let's, let's chat. Um, back to Mark. Uh, wants to talk about the punishment. All right, so since I am three wins in a row, uh, 
in the past three weeks. I'm looking like I'm getting pulling myself out of paintball contention. You know, the first couple of weeks we were saying I looked like a paintball contender and everyone was, you know, eyeing me up, trying to shoot me with paintballs. Might be evading that one. But we did talk. It did spur a little conversation on a side chat that I'd like to bring up here uh, and, and formally propose that, you know, everyone on their first last place finish gets paintballed but to start a uh, new punishment for your second last place finish and then your third last place finish and so on if you keep shitting the bed and we'll have to keep changing the punishment for fourth if you somehow come in last place four times um, and then five and so on but I think we should talk about it you know get some ideas together as a group and agree on, if we agree on this on this proposal, uh, agree on some uh, punishments for second offenders and third offenders of coming in last place. That is not paintball. But again, everyone gets paintballed at least once. Dave's unfortunate that I got paintball twice, so he would have a veto power, a pretty strong veto power, and say, "Hey, maybe everyone gets paintballed twice, and then we move, or and then the third third offense will be something different." But that's up to Dave. And you guys. All right. See you later. I'll be honest, and he's left. Otherwise, I would have asked him his perspective. But Dave is the deciding factor to me in all of this. Because being that he was punished twice, and he went through the paintballing twice, like a fucking champ, by the way, um, I think it's completely up to him if we are able to move on from that rule. And I agree with the perspective of, like, everybody's got to get paintballed once, at least. But... Because Dave got paintballed twice, um, do we extend that? But to me, like for every person to get paintballed twice, you're talking 20 years of fantasy football. You know, I don't think we're gonna have uh, the same person come in last place twice over the course of 20 years. I mean, maybe one or two people, but not everybody. So, like, think about that. We're gonna be dead before that. Uh, <laughs> that shit happens. Anyway. Uh, it's a good it's a good thought starter, good thing to chew on after you've seen how violent it can be. So, yeah, talk amongst yourselves. I'm, in, I'm open to whatever. Back to Mike. Brent, I, I know my, my other ones were downers, but on paper, dude, my team's good. Stein's team stinks, so I'm feeling real good about myself. Like, he has absolutely zero hope of any type of bench help, bi-week help. I mean, it's just dreadful, and at least I have a little bit of glimmer of hope with some decent players on my team um feeling good about my matchup i'm not going to talk too much shit because i don't i have zero room so but i really need a w bj whatever i got to do to get a w through you i would fucking love it so let me know let me know if i uh, gotta grease your wheels dude need that dub mike just needs the right players at the right time i do agree on paper his team's much better than stein's and stein's honestly in a lot more trouble than mike but mismanagement, which it's hard to say it's mismanagement because it's, it's getting lucky. Let's be honest. We all know that. Um, but mismanagement does cost you. So when you make those tinkers at the last minute or you don't, in the case of Mike this week, um, it can cost you. And it's unfortunate. It never, You never like to see that. You want the pe- person to put their best foot forward. You want them to have the best roster because you want to know you beat them fair and square. It almost feels cheap, I think, to beat a team when they leave points on the bench. But it's all part of the strategy which is why it's acceptable and that, yeah, you got to figure that out if you really want to be a winner. And I think Mike has every 
fucking capability of figuring it out. Just got to get through this mental block, bro. You'll be all right. Back to Zepho. I will also say, I'm tired of this loser mentality from, like, London. And I'm getting these text messages. Oh, if I started Diggs, if I started Henry, Hunter Henry, I would have beat you. My team's so good, but I keep losing. Dude, your team stinks. Get ready for the paintball, bitch. Mm, there you go. Mike, the floor is yours. And finally, we're going to end with uh, our good friend, Maxwell Ezra Stein, who is going to uh, give us a little bit perspective on what's pissing him off this week. Shout out to Stein for the production value on this one. Hope you guys enjoy. What the fuck is happening to my computer? What the fuck is fucking trick me? You fuckers! Welcome to another edition of What is Pissing Stein Off. Today we have a... <laughs> couple of things that I wanted to talk about. First things first, uh, Jake, have an awesome trip. Uh, Brent, glad that you're back, even though you've had some trouble with uh, airlines and flying. I'm sure that you would have uh, added to this segment greatly, and I can't wait to hear your story. Um, so I wanted to talk about uh, um, something that was brought up maybe last year with Brent and Jen, talking about people who are not self-aware. And there are two very important things that happen during my day that I find that really, really relates to being this whole, I'm really not self-aware aspect of life. And <clears throat> first thing is when I go into my building, my elevators are really different. What you have to do is you have to hit what floor you're going to on this special touchpad, and then it tells you what elevator to go into. So if there's six elevators, like they're, they're usually lettered, they're A, B, C, D, E, F. And what happens is I hit my floor, which is 17, and then a light blinks and it tells me the arrow and it says, go to elevator B, for instance. Well, I walk and then I stand in front of the elevator bank B, but I get plenty of room. And then the elevator opens and usually because of these certain type of elevators, there's no one in there, right? Because it does a really good job of segregating what people go to so there's no lines and Groups of people getting on one elevator and going to all these different floors, right? Streamlines it. I really like this. However, there's plenty of times where, you know, I'll go into other buildings, right? And I have to go to an elevator and I do the same thing. I hit the elevator up button and I know that there's going to be a stream of people trying to come out of this elevator, especially if I'm on the first floor trying to get up. So what do I do? I stand back a little bit further and I let people out and then I go in. What I cannot stand is when people absolutely don't give you a chance to get out of the fucking elevator before they want to get in. Like, sir, woman, I need to get the fuck out before you can get the fuck in. What don't you understand about that, you idiot? And they just, like, don't, they don't have a care in the world, and they, they're, like, confused and yet pissed that you're in their way. And you're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? How did you even get to this point in your life where you're this big of a dumbass? And the second thing I'll talk about, and I cannot stand this, is when people do not look back. If they were the first person going through a set of doors, they don't look back to see if there's anyone behind them to hold the door open for the person. You don't have to like, you know, hold the, you know, stop, hold the door, let the person walk in in front of you. No, just extend your hand out a little bit and let me walk through behind you, right? 
Because there's plenty of times where I walk in behind someone, they open the door, and they, it closes, like, right behind them. And then it's like, what the fuck, man? Did you even look behind you? I don't think there's a single door that I walk through in my life where I don't look behind myself first to see if there's anyone that needs to go through after me. And if they do, then I hold the door. Just like if there's someone in front of me that are coming through the same door, I hold it open for them a little bit. It's called common courtesy. I don't fucking get it. And that's the end of my rant. Good luck, brothers. Love you. Bye. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. I would just like to point out that I did not put that last little clip in there to make fun of Stein. He did that to himself, which was which was fascinating. But yes, man, I want to address both of your points. Uh, first point being that the kind of people that stand in front of an elevator and don't let people get off are the same kind of people that don't let people get off the train before they get on the train or that try to butt the line when like deboarding the aircraft. They're all the same kind of shitty person that doesn't give a fuck about anyone but themselves. It's like, where do I have to go? That's me, no common courtesy. And on your second point, I agree. There's not a door in my life that I walk through, even in my own home, that I don't look behind me to see if like somebody's coming, that I need to hold the door for, whether it's my dog, my wife, some stranger out there in the fucking world. I'm holding that door for somebody. And the only awkward thing, the only thing is like you can get in that awkward period of like at what point, how far away does someone need to be that you need to hold the door? Because for me, I'm like one of those people that just like I'm like I overdo it. Like, you could be a mile away. You could still be in the parking lot. I'll be like, oh, this guy's coming. I better uh, make sure I can hold the door for him, and I'll wait around. And it's like, then they got to do the awkward jog thing to the door because, like, you're holding the door, and they feel bad that you're holding the door, so they speed it up. And they're like, oh, I don't hold the door. It's good because they don't want to speed up. But then you get in this awkward thing, and it's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It just happens sometimes, you know? You got to deal with it. But always hold the door for your fellow brethren. That's the, that's the common – that is a common courtesy. This is the nice thing to do. So just fucking do it. That's it for Sounders this week. Um, thanks for, every, for everybody checking in. I appreciate you all uh, being participative. Um, good luck to you all this week. We're going to go out with a song from Mark, who wanted to just go out with a heavy hand. Um, congratulations on your MVP, bro. But, uh, boost, boost. Enjoy your $5. Uh, we'll see you next week. It's been uh, talking ish with your commish. Peace. <laughs>
Um, I think you just got, uh, cucked.